Welcome to the Bear Hug Club, a pro wrestling podcast of positivity. Welcome back to the Bear Hill Club podcast. It's 6.30pm GMT, which means we're live for Wednesday night, Paul. Unless you're joining us on the re-recorded edited down version, welcome as well. Uh, Greg here, once again joined by Garrett. How's it going, my friend? Uh, good morning or good afternoon, depending on where you're joining us from. Welcome to today's Bear Hug Club podcast with Grod and Greg. Uh, and probably Scott, once he's had his dinner. Bless him. Uh, yeah, anyway, this week we're going to be talking about the return of fans to live wrestling. Uh, until then, though, uh, we've got a bit of a... Well, Garrett's got a bit of a catch-up for us for the MGF coin, which we've been ongoing for the last couple of shows. So what's what's the latest, Garrett? Well, his Ponzi scheme coin has crashed. I uh, have no money anymore. My <laughs> coins are worth very little. Uh, however, I updated you last time that uh, I had bought one of his uh reward scheme things where you pay a bit of his coin and get a thing and i was like well i'm not going to pay 400 dollars worth of mjf coin to get uh a, a video from him calling me a cunt because why would i do that um if i wanted that i just go and talk to family so Instead, I got a sticker, one of two stickers. One was like, uh, I'm better than you and you know it sticker. And one was an MJF coin sticker. I thought, I might as well just get the MJF coin sticker. Uh, I My mind was like, in my mind, I'm like, um, oh, it's going to be a nice looking thing. Maybe it's like, you know, a, a stylized like the Dogecoin or a Bitcoin or something like that. Um, anyway, I didn't expect it to come. I ordered it a long time ago. Um, and you had to like put in the comment, which you was you could potentially make it a public comment but you had to comment your address which is you know a little bit sketch or whatever did it and then it's just like all right well i'll probably never see it didn't expect to see it and then through through the mail comes i'm hiding it with uh with something else you might know uh here it is from uh, maxwell friedman i'm i don't know why i'm covering his address because it it doesn't look like a p.o box but i still don't want to dox the man so there from from maxwell friedman well you'd know uh, if it was a po box because we have po in it right yes but then i don't know if there's just like somewhere that it might be it might be an office of some kind but it doesn't okay, really mention yeah, it yeah, yeah. anyway yeah so we have this from uh, maxwell friedman uh we open it up and you, as you can see there there's a little sticker right here <laughs> um let's have a look at this sticker uh it's it's pretty poorly printed it's simply a picture of it's just a his little press picture. <clears throat> um, um, <laughs> let's just do this. Um, there we go. Bam. We now christen that the MGF coin <clears throat> championship belt. I mean. So, other I mean, than that, it's a dead coin and he's probably not going to do much with it uh my i'll give more predictions towards it my prediction yeah. is 
it will shoot up when he wins the title in, I'm going to assume, early next year is my prediction. Um, what was the earliest one? Do they do Revolution first in the year? Yeah, I think that's the first one. Revolution next year, he'll win it off of Hangman Adam Page. Uh, and then it will shoot up, not by much, not to the high levels it was at the start, because all of the other wrestlers that he told to to do it have probably all cashed out at this point. Um, so it's not really too much incentive for him to do it, but whatever. Anyway. Yeah. So to recap, you've essentially lost your money, but you got a sticker out of it. I did get a sticker out of it. I have, I still have some money in MJF coin, and we will leave it to sit there, uh, like all the other chumps that might believe in it. Also, I was covering it up with um, the Festival of Friendship, uh, Jericho and Kevin Owens thing. Was that from the 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 toy set? It is from the toy set. Segway. So uh, while we wait for Scott, there's something else I want to bring up because I just found this to be absolutely hilarious when it popped into my news feed. So I, uh, I think the, I think it might have been originally the Daily Express or something in the UK report on this, but I found it out through Lad Bible, uh, the great purveyors of absolute shite of news. If mm-hmm. you want a good want a good giggle, uh, but yeah, um, so. Uh, it's, it's been up for quite a while, so about a year or so ago, uh, Mattel released this. It's called The Slambulance. Cool. So, quite fun uh, place. I fuck, you know? I fuck with it. It looks cool. Yeah, I, exactly, I dig right. that as a kid. I dig that Absolutely. now. Yeah, who am I? I'm, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, exactly. You know, a- ambulance that blows up. Yeah, recreate ambulance matches. You can put wrestlers through it. Bits come off. You can shoot the gurney out the back of it, from what I've been told. Uh, anyway, um, a woman in the UK, a mum... Um, recently saw the advert on Smith's uh, on TV and is now requesting that the item be pulled from uh, toy shelves because she believes it promotes uh, violence towards NHS workers. Mm -hmm. Not sure about that one. Yeah, Um, right. It feels very much uh, middle-aged housewife yelling at clouds. You know what I mean? like really clutching at straws to say, this is going to make my children want to attack NHS workers. I, I, it's probably just because a kid asked her for it and she's a vindictive <laughs> bitch who doesn't, who resents her child for ruining her life. even though it was going nowhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's my guess. I don't know her. So possibly that. Uh, hello, Hummus. How are you doing? Um, yeah, I don't know. Just fucking <laughs> fuck her. What? Like, there's yeah. so much mad shit like in that toy aisle that you could go for, and an ambulance that the door comes off of or whatever. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Does it? In, does it include I mean, an NHS worker wrestling figure? I mean, look at it though. Like, if you didn't think that was, if you got, if you got rid of the WWE logo, you could easily sure. just think that was like something intended for like preschool kids like fair enough obviously the bits come off but even then it doesn't look it doesn't look threatening it doesn't look to me like you know this is gonna cause kids to go rioting in the street and think it's fun just to smash up an ambulance it it is one of the most petty recent examples like this is probably like the kind of woman who just like you know would think you know video games are crooking the youth you know i mean it's 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 the most backwards ass thinking ever. And, and you're right, like if you go with Dana Smith's style, you could find stuff that's way more offensive than an ambulance that can just have its doors pulled off. 
Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of thing you include with a Braun Strowman figure and have him push it over or whatever, you know. Uh, I don't think it promotes death towards NHS. No, workers. no. <laughs> uh, I don't think they've ever... When was the last time they attacked a paramedic? I don't know if they really have, uh, especially in the PG era. Um, yeah. Throw up the ambulance one more time. Throw up the ambulance. Uh, Slambulance, sorry, not ambulance. Slambulance. So yeah, uh, what this is is just the to recap. It's it's a toy that you can get for a it's like a WWE playset essentially for the wrestling figures, and essentially you can put them through the roof of the ambulance. You can basically smash it up to pieces with the figures. And a woman in the UK, a mum, we should point out, is calling for it to be banned because she thinks it brings uh, it's promoting violence to NHS workers, which is completely ludicrous. It is, you know no what it is kid, it's no kid is going to look at that and be like you know what i really want to go punch a doctor in the face right now it, it it's it's solely uh just a piece of shit person that has this crusade against something that she doesn't like or that she views as something that's bad and then uses the nhs or uses something that's you know positive socially positive as a as a crux to to try and cancel something and i'm sure she's someone who's just like you know against cancel culture and loves piers morgan or whatever but big big fan of katie hopkins kind of crack right right the 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 kind that never wore a mask and uh said that it was against like if you asked her if she was vaccinated it would be like against uh fucking Hippo she's, or whatever it if is. If she was living in the United States, she'd be one of those people who is claiming to be discriminated because she's not allowed to the Foo Fighters show where you have to be completely vaccinated. Yeah, uh, uh, and uh, for uh, my lawyer is telling me, hold on, uh, that this is, uh, you know, this is allegedly, uh, allegedly her uh, her home life is terrible, allegedly. Uh, allegedly, she is a spiteful, horrible person. Yeah, uh, allegedly. I want to see if I can pull up the article, see if there's any quotes from her about like what she specifically said. Um, either way, like the, everyone, like no one's taken it seriously over this. Like you should, you should have just read the comments section um, on the Facebook post of the Lad Bible. Everyone was just ripping into her, like at how fucking ludicrous she was about this. You're right, though. I think she's just one of those people who's clearly been spending too much time in lockdown. And just gripped upon the first thing that came across on the TV to basically uh, shake fists, complain, yell about something. And it's just ridiculous. Uh, Mama Free Fitzsimmons from Bournemouth, Dorset said, this toy is massively inappropriate. I wouldn't purchase that for my child and I certainly wouldn't get behind advertising it. I just think you're crossing a line of ethics and morals. Uh, toys are supposed to teach our children not only be fun. When I saw it, I just thought, what a time to be advertising a toy like this to be children. Two, two children. <laughs> That's the wording as well. What a time. Because she's yeah. using another... She's trying to use as many uh, uh, positive social spins as she can to make her argument seem valid. What a time is her saying, it's a pandemic. You can't do that to an ambulance. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> there are so many other things that you could you could be doing with your life and your time. And you, I, honestly, it's on the fucking media this shit for picking it up yeah. because they know it's they know exactly that this is gonna well, happen this conversation is gonna me, happen in comment sections 
media, this is essentially the kind of article, Lad Bible and the Daily Star's bread and butter. You know, that they are the voice of the Karens, basically, which, which let me finish this. She says, she goes on to say, these people are in the healthcare sector, saved our lives to advocate for a toy that perpetuates the message of violence towards vehicles and the people that help us. I just think, what kind of message are you sending to children here? How is that okay? WWE has a huge following from little ones right to adults, including my 13-year-old son. Aha, there we go. I think it's just such a wrong message. I wasn't trying to be a Karen but I just found it really offensive given the pressure I know the service has been under and the sacrifices that they've made. I could see that the advert really upset my partner. Um, this woman's son, if somehow you watch this, reach out mm -hmm. to us uh, uh, and just let us know and we will send you this. Yeah, I'll send you this ambulance. I'll buy you this ambulance. I'll buy you even any, any wrestling figures you want. Um, and... I'll even buy you a Molotov cocktail and you can throw it in an ambulance if you want to, but I know you won't because this doesn't promote that. <laughs> here, here. Um, oh, apparently there's a, I think there's, it must be a tweet or a Facebook thing where she legit messaged the Smith's toy superstar. Uh, she sent to them. Can I ask what the logic is in advertising a toy which encourages the destruction of an ambulance at a time during a pandemic when there are active campaigns to reduce violence towards essential workers? And considering what the NHS has done for us over the past year, I find the toy in the advert for offensive and inappropriate. And I would like to know why your company felt this was a good toy to get behind and advertise. Well, I think, first of all, Smith does have a degree on what they do advertise, but I'm pretty sure WWE made the advert, so she's kind of barking up the wrong tree. Complaining why Smith's made it for one thing. It's just a it's just a reach, you know. You could there are so many things that you could equate to this. Uh stabbings in London are huge. Uh, but if a kid wants to buy a, a prop sword, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh I you can see the, the the neurons firing in her mind is like ambulance wrestling is violent. Uh, uh yeah, but it's not fake, but it's not, but it, ah, 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 violence against the NHS. Um, something like that. Yeah. I agree if you have fall, you know, just grab a drink, grab some smokes and shut the fuck up. <laughs> Tell you, right, you know what? Um, now you can, you can fight any fight that you want, right? I don't think that uh, one fight has to be done at a time, right? I'm not like, if someone... Um, says something like uh oh we shouldn't sell uh vape vapes right or whatever that uh with nicotine in i'll be like yeah right fair enough i'm not gonna be like well cigarettes are worse and they're being sold mm. but on on that list i think there is a cutoff point and i think selling a, a, a little toy ambulance um that wrestlers can be fired out of mm is not it, it's it's below that line of like yeah there are other fights there are other fights there there's real violence going on to nhs staff yeah. and they're not they're not by people who i mean fucking it's, it's, toys it's the thing as well it would probably blow her mind if she researched the other like toy and accessory sets you can get for wrestlers so aw just released um an accessory pack where it's essentially the the weapons from the John Moxley Kenny Omega the first fight they had right so barbed wire barbed wire yeah. barbed wire bat 
you can essentially get the mattress thing with lots of barbed wire on. Um, they've done WWE's on places where you get a car you can smash up. If you're going to think that's going to promote and going out and smashing up convertibles, <laughs> it's just really dumb. <clears throat> big stretch, big reach. I hope uh, her muscles are relaxed after that stretch. Indeed. Um, well, while we keep waiting to see if Scott will eventually finish tea, uh, I think something we'll kind of, I guess, talk about. Because it will tie into the fact that we're going to be talking about fans returning. So obviously Raw, I think this must have been the first Raw where they've had fans back. And it was at least certainly interesting to watch. But I think the big thing people kind of brought up was the the kind of complete burial of Karrion Cross on the show. Um, essentially, he's it, it's, hard, it's hard to tell if he's been brought up properly. I'm assuming it's going to lead into him being there full time. But he came out with a stripped down version of his entrance, no Scarlet in sight, and lost to Jeff Hardy in under two minutes from a roll-up pin. What, what were your kind of thoughts on that? I think if you strip it away of any character there, um, doesn't matter who it is. It's it's uh, it's a world champion losing on a debut. Uh, isn't a smart thing to do, mm-hmm. really. Uh, not, not, sure, especially when it, he actually had the belt with him as well, showing he was NXT's champion. Right, he wasn't playing in the ring. I guess you know, it wasn't like you know, it was a schoolboy. But he, I mean, like a win is a win. And that's what three hundred days plus undefeated, or less than that. I don't know. Three hundred days undefeated, uh, lost for no reason. Yeah, I don't know if you wanted to have Jeff Hardy come out and give a, a good fan pop. You know, feed him to someone else. I, have, well, I, I like. I can't think of. I can't think of someone else. But just feed him to a Baron Corbin type and further a different story instead. He didn't need to come and beat the NXT champion. If if Jeff Hardy is going to show up, uh, you know, on NXT, whatever, fine. Yeah. Whatever. Well, like, what was even more baffling is that Jeff Hardy has been doing Nout for months as well. So it was just, just a bit of a random thing to suddenly throw him a bone like this. And it's probably going to be the case next week. We probably won't even see Hardy on the show. He probably won't be doing anything of note for sure. Um it's just baffling when they've been kind of saying, oh, we want... Well, I think I think on the one hand, it's like they said, oh, we want to start bringing in newer, younger talent of a certain type. But it's like, at the same time, like you've got a guy who's red hot like Karrion Cross, And like a lot of people have spoken and said, like, he never really fit with NXT. He has always been more of a main roster fit, which I kind of agree with in terms of the presentation and the style he does. So it seems like this would have been like a perfect character to inject something new onto the main roster. And Vince has just kind of went, no, I think I think I'm happy with uh, Big John coming back. We've got him for a month. Let's just focus on him, and we've got Goldberg back. Let's just focus on him for a month. When they both will inevitably piss off after SummerSlam, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Well, what are you going to do now? What, what's what's your plan now, Vince?" Well, I mean, viewership goes down and down and down and down, and you just keep trying the same things. Uh, it was a, it was a wise man that once said. Uh, the definition of insanity is just trying the same thing again and again and again, expecting different results. Uh, I forget who the wise man was. I'm just going to say Vars from Far Cry 3. <laughs> I know that he didn't say it first, but I don't give a shit. I'm pretty sure it was attributed to Albert Einstein, but I don't think that's true. Uh, so many of the, like, so many quotes like that, it's just like, yeah, it's not that person. It's some fucking famous writer or whatever. 
Um, yes, it was fucking stupid. Why do it? No idea. It it just kills <laughs> my hype because yeah. I know I know it's not going to go anywhere. Uh, it's not going to build anything. Scarlet wasn't with him. What was the point? But Jeff Hardy got his old music back, so I guess we're vibing to that now. Oh, did he? Oh, did he come out to the one everyone has been wanting? And I see the writers on the walls. The writers <laughs> on the walls. Didn't, didn't, well, to be fair, I only caught the, the highlight on YouTube, so I completely missed that. I mean, the RL, that, that's kind of cool. Um, I think we'll just get cracking and we'll see if Scott wants to join in. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, sure, there's a little bit more news. Broke like a couple of hours ago. Uh, right. CM Punk has been in talks to return. Uh, oh. with the leader being AEW. Um, oh. Brian is also completely free now. Um, now, I don't, I don't, it makes the, it's the worst business decision anyone could have ever made. However, if the lights go out in AEW and then the lights come back on and Punk and Brian are there. Uh, hello, Scott. Hello. Hello. Scott. hello. Like, <laughs> and then suddenly... Daniel Bryan and CM Punk are there. The Bryan Danielson, it would be. Uh, that would be a bit crazy, and it's potentially could happen. Uh, people, a lot of people talk about like how old CM Punk is, but he's like three years younger than Bobby Lashley right now. Uh, it, it's fine. Plus, plus but he's yeah. in. It's, he's in good shape. It's not like he's let, but that's something down from wrestling. Like stop him from working out. He's still the guy who's very much keeps physically. Well, fit. no, he was in better. He was he looked more cut during MMA to like MMA fights. Yeah, uh, and technically he doesn't have two losses anymore. He only has one. Oh, yes, so. I saw that. <laughs> oh, did they get back on that then? Is that a thing? They, they, well, no. He he tested neg. They tested positive for weed, marijuana. His, yeah, his, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I thought the I thought these. Change that in MMA now or UFC that it was fine because it wasn't that the big thing. Riddle was like that's. Like... I, uh, they haven't they haven't made it okay to take. I think it's more lenient, but also he took it when it was still illegal. So, uh, yeah, Dark Sage, what's your question? Yeah, what's the question, man? Um, yeah, while we talk about that, um, <laughs> Punk would probably be going to AEW. Uh, oh, his yeah. whole change the culture thing on Fox's show. I change any culture. Scott doesn't seem so sure. I'm not so sure. You think you oh. go to dark? I think he's going to ROH. It's a little theory. Too small. Now that, now, Too no, small no. these days. He, he made he, no, he made appearances. He made appearances for uh, like during his sabbatical. He, he's made appearances for some real low down indie shows where, when he like uh, I can't remember the name of the guy he saved, but he was wearing a mask and did the GTS and it was proven to be him. And that was in some bingo hall somewhere. I hate to sound like a McMahon by saying that, but like <laughs> it genuinely uh, he, he came for it like he denied it a little bit, but everyone's like, yeah, that was CM Punk fully. So he's he, he, he's not afraid to come up in front of the smaller crowds, and he loves ROH. Um, I think like in in like the most CM Punk kind of way, it's like he doesn't want to do AEW because he knows everyone expects that he's going to do AEW. You know what I mean? 
I think it's going to depend. It depends on what his motivations are. If if there's suddenly that part of him that has found a love of wrestling again, then yeah, maybe he would go to ROH just for the fact that's where he came from. That's where he built himself up if he wasn't looking for a big payday because there's no way they could give him the estimated figures that he's obviously somewhat joked about, but you'd probably kind of expect he'd want. Uh, and, and if it's just for a big payday, then I would say AEW would be the guaranteed choice because they could potentially... It, no, it's, it'll be AEW. They're going to give him a really lax work schedule. He's going to have to just, just chill out, get a lot of money. Very potentially, he, he could do little bits of impact and New Japan mm. with the, you know, the door that's open. Um, but onto the question, Dark Sage. Uh, I admit I am kind of a WWE fan who wants the exact opposite of what everyone else wants. With that said, I'm curious if this panel thinks Roman Reigns should break Brock's 504-day reign as Universal Champion before he loses the belt. If the entire point of this was to bring in Cena and have him win 17, then why Roman hold the belt this long? Um, trust me, you're talking to the correct panel. Yes. I'm, most yeah. of us here believe that it's the it's the time and it's beyond the time that we bring back, you know, maybe not a Bruno San Martino level, but long championship reigns actually make these, you know, that bright blue disgusting belt mean something. Mm. I mean, you have a champion who is so, who harkens back to the olden days in, in Walter, right? On NXT UK. That guy should hold the belt minimum, like four years minimum because of just like if you have him be beaten as as what he is you're just complete waste potential and i think roman as the character that he is right now as the tribal chief don't have him be beat even by cena have it like if you have cena obviously build up to the 17 and you have everything talk about the 17 and have him lose to roman it would be amazing because everyone's expecting Cena to get his 17th win. Uh, I think well, having a, a proper heel stop that and just continue on is, is great. Yeah, I, I I definitely don't think he's going to be winning it at SummerSlam because, I mean, it's already been said he's only literally here for a month. Like the summer of Cena, they're already dubbing it, which being CM Punk fans is just incredibly, well, we know why you're doing that. But yeah, I'm, I don't see him thinking about it. I think... I do kind of agree with your point. Like, it is good to have these long reigns of belts to give a bit of prestige, go a bit old school with it, like with the Brunos and how Walt is doing at the moment. Um, I think if they were going to build to the 17th title reign, I um, I was right in a fantasy booking thing where he, about centering around that, where it would be his heel turn in order to get it, because I think that would be kind of fun. And he's kind of said now, well, now that there is new people there and he's been gone, he'd be open to doing a heel turn. But you need him back longer than just the month, because it's clear he's just come back for this one month and then he'll be gone again. I doubt, even though they've had people like Brock win it and disappear for a while, I doubt they're going to put it on Cena when they don't know when they'll next get him back. It just doesn't make sense. I think... In terms of how invested and how extended the writing team is for this, the story of the tribal chief alone, like they are invested in this reign. This is to them, this was the thing they needed to start uh, getting interest again because interest is dwindling. But last, I guess you could attribute it to the fans being back, and you very well could. But last, last, the Raw, third biggest of the year in terms of viewership. Like, um, 
I guess that is attributed to the fans being back, but also like people wanted to see what John Cena had to say about Roman Reigns because he appeared in Money for Money in the Bank, and I guarantee SmackDown will be a high viewership as well. And I'm not going to lie, SmackDown's been great. It's been much better than Raw, but the Tribal Chief stuff has been the best thing about SmackDown, and it has been for as long as it's been going on. Uh, and I think it's 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 even more poignant to say that it's not the story hasn't even quite reached its climax yet. It's still building no. a lot of traction. It's still building stakes higher and higher as this rain goes on. They have so much more story to tell with this. They can they can go like kind of similar to what Garrett said about water. They can go for a while. I I completely agree. Uh, Dark Sage. I don't think you're the problem. I think that people that want short reigns and loads of people winning it, uh, you have the extreme in a that's something like the 24-7 championship, which obviously even they don't care about. No one really cares about because it's just a novelty. And you turn your world's title into a novelty if you just have loads of people win it. Um, and you forget about reigns, you know? Does anyone remember that Miz had it this year? Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Miz had it and then yeah. transitioned to someone else and just again and again and again. I think I think we're we're conditioned to think that 504 days is a long time and it's not. You know, just have Roman beat the shit out of everyone. Have it like the olden days. Have the guy, you know, like a like a fairground, like come see the guy who can't be beat type shit, right? Mm, have yeah. that. Just keep going. And also, uh don't give the guy with a second DWI in two years uh, tag title. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm saying. All uh, I'm yeah. saying is I don't think if you're driving under the influence and potentially killing people, you should get a title shot. But whatever, whatever. That's fine. It's beside the point. Uh, but yeah, definitely Roman is someone who should keep it and for a I long think, time. I think it would fit quite well going as well. I mean, to that end, it's been uh, nearly a full year since he returned in the Tribal Chief storyline started. It's like a rare instance where they've actually done long-term booking. And Scott's, Scott's right, like we still haven't reached the climax of that story yet with what's going to happen with him and the rest of the bloodline. So it's it's quite an interesting one. It, it, it's a rarity where they finally got Roman to where he needs to be and they've done it through long-term booking, which is a rarity on the main brand. And I think I think he will have the title for a long time. I think a lot of people thought he was going to drop it at Mania and didn't. And I think there would have been it wouldn't have been unfair for people to think that Edge was going to win it at Money in the Bank, but he didn't. So well, that's yeah. that's exactly yeah. like why right now is perfect for something like Cena, where it's just like, yeah, Cena should probably win it. You, that's if if they can do it, they should get even the Rock back. Right? This this title run is already amazing, and he's beaten some great people. Um, and some old people. Uh, but if he beats Cena, incredible. If he beats Ra- uh, uh, The Rock, you know, at next WrestleMania or something, it's legendary, right? Roman is like one of the only big draws they actually have. People that don't watch WWE that I know, uh, people, a lot of people that I've dated, and it's, it's weird that it keeps happening, about four of them, uh, like when, you know, we, I've occasionally like been watching it or whatever, they know Roman Reigns. Like women oh, know just... Roman Reigns. Kids know Roman Reigns. He is a draw and he is huge and he should keep the belt. Uh, even just for those reasons. And then on top of that, he's a really good character. He's a really good and safe wrestler that like 
I don't I don't know the last time he's ever injured someone because he is just really safe to work with, I think. Um I think wrestlers so, have yeah. said that before as well. Wrestlers yeah. wrestlers yeah. have come forward and attributed that very thing. Especially that they came forward and said that when Roman was they were still trying to make Roman like a face or the John Cena of the company. Um they were like, Well, hold up, he's still cool to work with. He's actually like a funny guy on stuff like up, up, down, down and stuff like that. Like because I, 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 we, we were we at the time, of course, we didn't have the hindsight of knowing that the tribal chief would become a thing. Um, but at the time, we were like, I, I think it were in the flat garret, and we were watching an episode of Up, Up, Down, Down of some kind where Roman was on it. It was some kind of like some kind of video game tournament, and Roman was being like, Roman was the funniest person there. And we were like, yeah. "Where's this? Yeah. Where's this guy? Where, where, where's this guy?" You go, you go back to early Shield days, like you know, very little script. He's he's really funny. Like he's good on the mic and he's good at talking with people and gives a character. Pairing him with, uh, you know, when Heyman is great, like he's great with Brock, just talking for Brock. But he's great with characters who can talk as well. CM Punk didn't need a mouthpiece, but he has one. This advocate. Mm. And it just works amazingly well. And I'm really glad that he's come in the aid of Roman, not as uh, like his, you know, he is to Brock. He's come as this like tandem piece that work together instead of just, here's a guy who's really, really strong. I'll talk for him. Uh, and I think it's, it's great. If they even expand the bloodline, um, it would be absolutely amazing. And it, it, I think it should culminate in a rock rock match and i still think roman should be the rock then mm. uh but speaking of those kind of matches should be done in front of fans agreed that's a segue that's a that's a segue I just like the inventor of the segue, of the segue <laughs> fell off a cliff riding a segue that is actually true <laughs> yes he killed himself he died he and was it, like, Look that should have fast, happened I can stop on my segue and that should have happened in front of fans there that you go. Segway. 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 Oh my God. The, hey guys, of, the, the fans of Segway has just had a return. The oh, fans God. have returned. The fans have returned. Even though they returned a while ago to other promotions. Uh, but they are back well, in the dub 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 Well. Like so, coming off. So basically, the last month we've seen fans return to wrestling. I think uh, AEW's Double or Nothing was basically the first one to have full house, wasn't it? So, uh, but since then, obviously WWE followed suit. Was SmackDown last week their first return for fans? It was, wasn't it? Yes, yes. So they've had their return, and obviously they had Money in the Bank, and then now they've had Raw. Um, I suppose the big way to kick it off then. Uh, do you guys think it's the right time for them to come back, or? How is it a bit preemptive of them to think like they have back when it's safe? Uh, It's completely ridiculous that anyone is back. It's completely ridiculous that even the UK is open. Lots of people are going to die. Low estimates are 100,000 cases a day. High estimates are more likely. But whatever, because America doesn't care. The West doesn't care. They're back. I think that for the most part, it's not even going to be a conversation anymore. I don't even think anyone's going to talk about it. All of the wrestlers have been vaccinated and any fans that are going to die and get sick aren't going to be in news around it. So I think I think no one cares and whatever. The one thing I, I don't like so far is that the fans are back. 
However, mm-hmm. so is like high fiving everyone. Uh, yeah, which is a ve- yeah. that's like that is like something because Jeff Hardy came out and he was like, "Fuck it, everyone's getting a high five. I'm hugging you guys. Let's go." Nikki won at uh, on Raw, right? Yes, uh, won the belt. She won it. the belt on Raw, cashed it in, and then she jumped in the crowd and hugged everyone. And yeah. it's like it's just a very risky thing to do because. Sure, maybe they're double jabbed, but a jab doesn't stop you from getting it. It just stops you from dying. Yeah. And if she has it, she's gonna, she will have to vacate the belt, maybe, you yeah. know, or she'll have to not show up and it ruins plans. It's just a bit of a fucking stupid thing to do. Uh, however, fan reactions are back. And those are always pretty good. Mm, they're pretty good. It's one of those weird things, like, I'm... I suppose you guys kind of said as well. I kind of had gotten a bit used to the fact that there were no fans there. Um, it was one of those things where at first everyone was in a, it was a nuisance. Like this is weird. This is like too bizarre. But then you had things like AEW did the workaround by just having some talent at ringside. Um, WWE did the Thunderdome for as fucking weird and surreal as that was. That was um, weird. Yeah, uh, and then and then and then and then they came back, and it was one of those things. It wasn't like it wasn't like a case of you don't miss miss it until it's gone because I think it was very apparent. Of like how much the fans are a, are a big factor in this, but yeah, I it was one of those things when they came out. I was like, my god, it, it has been. I have missed this. It has. It wrestling has not the same without it. Yeah, yeah. I I did not get used to no fans. Um, I I was I enjoyed matches that didn't have any sound. Uh, like Walter laughter and, and crowd stuff. Yeah, Walton Dragonov was one. That That's the one that pops into my mind. Yeah, that was like one of those uh, rare what instances where it's like, you know what, having no fans kind of helps this match because you hear how much they are trying to just kill each yeah. other. Yeah, and then in the opposite end, in things like the Thunderdome, uh, I've played a lot of WWE games, and you know, uh, I know the WWE crowd sounds and all this stuff, and every time I hear that one person go like. Whoa! or whatever <laughs> and it's repeated again and again and again i just i, I lose my fucking mind because i can like i can i watch wrestling i can suspend my my disbelief you know i'm i'm all good i'm like yeah these guys hate each other and there's a really good fun match and they're fighting and it means something but when someone is just like it, when i hear the same like <laughs> Every time something happens, yeah, fucking sick of it. it. It's just the worst. I hate it. It's gonna probably be. I reckon it must be a bit annoying now for Vince and the like when they obviously. I think the one thing that they must have liked about piping in their own sound is that they control in the narrative. They can they control want. the narrative. Yeah. So, so for it's like it big really, media man, and they control yeah. the narrative. <laughs> so it must it must have been it must have been annoying for them that for months when AJ Styles comes out, it was nothing but. Ooh, ooh. And then at some at uh, Money in the Bank, everyone was just chanting AJ Styles. Yeah. <laughs> Stop <laughs> so it, guys! Of... You're breaking the continuity. God damn it! This isn't what we wanted. This isn't what we planned. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I think AJ and Omos could uh, could be a really good face team. I, I genuinely think they could. I think so too, like trainer and trainee they, kind of thing. Like I'm think I'm I'm thinking more like twins with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. If we turn <laughs> if we turn AJ have into a Danny DeVito character, have, have them, them do the back uh, wait, hold on. Yeah, yeah, hold on. I'll be Danny. I'll be Danny. You be yeah, you have to stand up. Oh. You have to stand. You have to stand. 
Twins. <laughs> twins. <laughs> if they do a twins angle, I would so be into that. Uh, and I think it could really work. I think that'd be great. They could get over. They could get over. They they're already. Been... It's AJ Styles are already. Yeah, over. And I think yeah, Omos yeah. is doing a good job. You know, I think he's doing all right. And he's also seven foot tall. So, which helps. Yeah, it does um, help. It does help. Uh, and he's been but, learning to be the big man bodyguard from the best, according to Kevin Nash's recent Broken School session. He's okay. working with him before the pandemic hit, so he's got not only are they mirroring that storyline, but he's been learning from the actual man from the storyline as well. Nice. Is there anyone from uh, the transition of the pandemic era to now that the fans have returned that you've been surprised that they haven't got as big as a pop as you were thinking? Uh, well, I mean, the thing is, like, watching the live crowd back for WWE, I've only seen highlights of SmackDown and Raw, and I only watched bits of Money in the Bank, so I don't know if I can make, like, a full assessment. Was there anyone that you picked up on? Um, I thought the I thought there would have been a bigger pop for Roman Reigns, and it was just... Because they had not been like that in front of a live crowd yet, right? Like... Not properly, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I, I'd have thought there would have been a, a a a big old pop for it, but no, it was just kind of a. Ah! Tell you uh, what was what was amazing to see the pop that John Cena got when he returned. Oh my god, that was! I think I saw like a YouTube comment saying it was uh, akin, if not better, uh, than his 2008 Royal Rumble entrance. Uh, I I personally think it was louder. Um, but wow, even he, he even like even he was seen, like, whoa, yeah, even he, he was taken aback from it because he there was a, he pointed out a sign in the promo which was like, um, it, if Cena comes, we all cheer, and he was like, I'm used to you guys telling me I suck. What on earth is going on? Because he says that on the network special or the network highlight or the network thing on YouTube, uh, the network exclusive. That's the one um, where he's just yeah. It was it's it's very humbling to see because bad writing aside, he's very mm. good. He and he has been very good. Like it's just he just had the misfortune of being written into stuff like the embrace the hate storyline, which and and other such things. But like those specific instances aside, Cena, one of the best ever. One oh, yeah, of yeah. yeah, easily, easily. Well, like, before he left, like, when he was still semi-regular, he was really actually starting to build faith the fans because he did stuff like when he had the US title and did the Open Challenge series. That really kind of showed people. That, yeah, that was fantastic. He's, he's come leaps and bounds. He was having great matches with, like, not only people on the main roster, but I'm pretty sure that was when, like, people like Sami Zayn came up. And Kevin Owens. Match of Raw, obviously one with Kevin Owens. Uh, it was, like, it proved that, like... Fair enough, like you can look back at his career and like say, fair enough, he got to the peak maybe too soon. He was a bit green in the ring, but he had everything else there. And then as the years have gone, he has kind of shown like, well, no, I am actually, I am actually a great wrestler. I am one of the best. Like he will be doing this and our next one in the Mount Rushmore, but you could easily put his face next to the likes of Hogan, Austin, and Sam Martino on that mountain, basically. You know, he kind of defined his era and still is he's at the point now where he is a, he is a legend and deservedly so. Yeah, I, I I would put him on the Rushmore, um, and that's simply because like it, 
I guess, I guess now it's it's even more prominent now that he is in Hollywood making movies. But mm-hmm. even when he wasn't, even when he, but even just before that, like what Garrett was talking about, Garrett was talking about earlier about Roman Reigns. People outside of wrestling knew about John Cena. Yeah, John, before... John Cena is um, a meme in its truest sense, not in a he is funny internet picture. In he is in he is he's like uh, a Google, right? You don't search something, you Google something. If you wanted, if you if I said to a generic person who's a wrestler, they would probably say Cena. Cena is so like famous in so many different circles that you could probably just say name a famous person, and I I feel like you know quite a few people would probably say John Cena, just out of the blue. Uh, he he's reached uh, uh, this A tier that the Rock is near. Like, well, sorry, that he's probably like just below the Rock. All it will take is like some mega movies and stuff. Could be happening with Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. Yeah, uh, I, I hope so. He looks fucking hilarious in it. So, uh, and and he was even good in Bumblebee as well. Like, you know what? Was... He was the Bumblebee was actually all right because he was in it. Yeah, Bumblebee, right. was, Bumblebee was fine, and then John Cena goes. John Cena has the fucking line where the 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 army uh, general is like is like is like oh, I think we can trust these robots. And then John Cena goes, "Sir, they're literally called Decepticons," and it's the best <laughs> fucking line in like all Transformers. Uh, also, and it's, like... it's brilliant. It's really solid. It's really solid. It is great. It also has the most solid salute in cinema. In, in the last last twenty minutes, he he tur- he says to Bumblebee, he goes soldier. Uh, they turn around, and then he just like you feel like the air around the salute shift out of the sheer power of him going like <laughs> boom. It's like years of military duty, honor, and uh, national pride in that one gesture. How oh. many Marine movies has John Cena been in? How many Marines was it? Was it four? So many. He only did the first one, didn't he? I swear he did a couple. I swear swear he did a couple. I I might be way wrong. Uh, The Marine. John Cena. (laughs) Sorry, Greg, I did did interrupt you there. No, I was just saying, like, I I feel like his career, movie career, sort of like, he's in that phase The Rock was in when he sort of first branched the movie. So when you think The Rock first started in films, like, he did the odd good one to begin with, but then he was in a lot of garbage. He did, like, stuff like The Two Fairy. Yeah. And John Cena's kind of been doing that the last few years. Like, he did that atrocious firefighter film Fred movies yeah exactly but like now he's reaching the point where it's like like The Rock did a few years ago where like he was in loads of films and they all were bank like maybe not critically they were like lauded over but they were bank and everyone loved him in it and I think stuff like the upcoming Suicide Squad I think I think like the, the latest Fast and the Furious film he's in I mean that got good reviews from a lot of people for what it was <laughs> well okay what it, it's it was, big, you know, big it, fan it, love <laughs> But yeah. fuck me, is that film bad? Oh, Jesus yeah, yeah. Christ. Oh, let's, let's look at the... Hold on a minute, hold on a minute. I, I, uh, Rotten I, I Tomatoes, few... F9. Okay, it depends on the reviews uh, you read it. Predictions, please, some reviews will give it give it good write-ups by basically just saying it is what it is. It's a dumb car action film. That's all it's trying oh, to be. So get, it gets this amount of stars. Uh, right, so give me, <laughs> That's, give me your predictions. The what is, what <laughs> is the audience score and what is the critic score for F9? Uh, like, Starring I, I, Dom Dom Toretto's brother, John Cena. It's got. I reckon something like this for critical, it'll be slap bang in the middle at like a fifty. 
around that margin for critical. Scott? Audience score, I'd go about 70. Critic score, I'm going to say 39. Um, because I think uh, stuff like the special effects will carry it over with some critics. Um, uh, audience score, however, because... And this, I think because the family meme has come out in yeah. droves recently. It's all about family. Uh, then I think the audience score will be about... You know what, Scott? I think it's going to be 69. Uh, the audience score is 82. Wow! Uh, the, the, rotten, the Rotten Tomato Meter. One thing that uh, all of you fail uh, to notice is that uh, modern reviewers think that 6 out of 10 is a bad score. So it's a 59, uh, which is a rotten score. Uh, but 59 on Rotten Tomatoes is basically a 10, like, yeah. out of 100. So there it is. That's, that's, See, that's Fast right. and the Furious. That is the issue with, like, you're right about modern reviews. Like, anything that's below a 4 or a 5, or, like, how have you scaled that up to 10, is considered bad. When it's like, no, like, a 3 a free or, like, something in the middle just means it's average. It doesn't mean it's doing anything groundbreaking but doesn't mean it's necessarily terrible yeah it's like with uh um in a lot of contracts and video game development if you don't get like a 90 or an 80 on metacritic you don't get your bonus because that's the only way that's the, yeah. that has that's good and it's like nah like a 60 is good you know because it's Cause above that, a 50 that came out about cyberpunk didn't it because they didn't quite get the 90 i think and then they were like oh, they no, got like an 80 anyway. 89 yeah. or whatever but they said, um, oh, we're going to pay them anyway because of how much of a clusterfuck it was bringing it out. They should have <laughs> paid them is. anyway because yeah. they should have paid them anyway. That's and true. Video- yeah. that's, that's video game development. We'll go into that when the fucking games are released next, uh, later this year or next. Who fucking knows? Uh, <laughs> although the general manager did release, so we'll talk about that probably at the end. Yeah, we'll bring, the, we'll bring around to that we were supposed to do. I did a little review, but we will go over that. Yeah, so right. Back to fans. Should we talk about... Um, what let's talk about the difference between AEW's fans being back and WWE's fans being back. I think it, it I, I think the wrestling culture, the the IWC, the internet wrestling uh culture is very insular. I think everyone does feel the same way, but people aren't very vocal about it. For example, on SmackDown, Vince McMahon came out and it was like one of the loudest pops ever. Uh, and it's like the he second he's gone, sentence. he was like, yeah. "Where have you been?" Um, and then and, he uh, bows. <laughs> to be to be fair, I actually think that was that's the perfect thing he could have done instead yeah, of just coming too. out and lying, um, like uh, and doing that whole like when they all came out and we were just like, "We're, we're going to listen to you and things have changed." You know how long ago that was? That was like three years ago now on Raw when Stephanie Trips and and Vinnie Mac came out. Um, Anyway, sad days. I think honestly that was a that was a good bit of him coming out, but it's you know it, it's it is weird seeing him get that pop. I think people need to if they do want change, truly, they will have to start voting with their cheers and or wallets, mainly wallets though. I think for the most part that pop can be attributed to more a nostalgia pop as a performer. Yeah, yeah, than... yeah, but. Because because um, a lot of the fans, uh, they, they, at the end of the day, Vince McMahon is the chairman, etc. But 
a lot of the fans deep down are like, holy shit, that's Vince McMahon from the Stone Cold storyline. Uh, etc. Yeah, you know, et that's that's entirely entirely my point. I would probably cheer for Vince McMahon. Yeah, but my too. point is my point is that you know if if we are gonna actually uh, if, if the only way anything like that would actually change is if there were negative reaction or like not even negative boos. If there was just like people left or turned around, like people started leaving it at old pay per views, not old pay per views, pay per views like a couple of years ago. Um, not much changed because it didn't continue. Mm. I think but, as well, I think the reason why the reaction is obviously so strong, and this is obviously the obvious point, is because it's been, was it like 17 months when they last had a live show? So I think, I, I like literally, I think, I think they could have done the most atrocious pay-per-view at Money in the Bank. And I think the fans for the most part would have still been pretty white hot for it. Just yeah. for the fact that they were there live. Like, for, like they, they did well because Money in the Bank was a cracking show. It really was. Things considered. Um, I think even the, even like on Raw, despite the, the very questionable booking of Karrion Cross and Keith Lee, it seemed like the fans were still pretty hot for that throughout. I think, I think eventually it will peter back into normality once like it's been maybe a couple of weeks and they are the shows are back to the regular of having fans constantly there. So uh, I think right now it's like you could literally do the most dog shit thing and the fans would probably be cool with it. But eventually it'll be back to chatting CM Punk or AEW when they don't like the booking. I think it's already started to do that, especially given some of the crowd reactions on Raw, because they mm. weren't even that big on Karrion Cross making his full <clears throat> debut. Well, we were talking about that before you came out. They stripped away his entrance. They got rid of Scarlet, and then it's the fact that he had he was he came out as the NXT champion, and they had him beat in under two minutes, destroying his undefeated streak. Like, yeah, they ruined him, and it's like, it's like, why would you bother bringing him up if it's clear maybe you don't have anything for him to do? Why don't you just keep him NXT? Because like immediately the night after on NXT, watching the highlights, it's it's back to how he was. He was a complete badass who beat up Regal, and it's building mm. to him and Joe, and it's been tremendous. And they, I think they just about recuperated him because that could have easily just been a complete career killer. It's always going to be a, a mark on the ledger, though. It's always going to be there, and that's solid because a lot of people don't watch NXT right and they just watch raw or they just watch smackdown yeah. and that's their first is introduction to this guy is just like oh he's got beat whatever that's it that's that's going to be their thing it, it just means that they just have such an uphill battle they make it so hard for themselves just fucking stop it mm. you're making it hard for yourself i want the product to be good i want there to be champions and and people to watch that aren't you know I mean, Karrion Cross is like quite old at this point, so even he isn't the person you should be bigging up. But definitely not fucking Jeff Hardy. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think, like going back, obviously, the question was: it is, it is quite weird now that we've got something like AEW where it's rare that you'll see the fans turn on a show because of how good their booking and shows are. Like, I can't remember a time when AEW fans chanted say wwe because they thought the booking was rubbish you just yeah don't see it. yeah that's you know a good I mean? point you don't hear them chanting cm i don't think there's ever been a cm punk <laughs> chant at a aw show unless they thought he was going to be like a surprise you know i think yeah. there it's there was some cm punk i think there was some cm punk chants at like some of the chicago shows and like all in or something yeah but, but, but like it was bad. never it was never it's because never it was negative bad. it's it's because they were like well it's our hometown eh? 
Yeah. Yeah. If CM Punk does show up tonight or soon, there will be. It'll CM be all Punk out. Chance. If he, if he's coming back, it'll be all out. I think it's in Chicago, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. It's in Chicago. Oh, actually, yeah, I mean, maybe. Be... Let me check. I think it I is. Know. I think they keep it in this in the whatever the center is there. What are, where do they? Uh... Keep it? Oh, yep, yep. Now arena in the Chicago suburbs of. So, yeah, if if they're gonna if they are getting them in, it'll be at all out as like a monumental surprise. Yep. And the wrestling media will fucking melt in on itself. Well, thank God we're gonna get some fan reactions for that. Uh, Ooh, yes. Back to f- fan reactions. Uh, everyone, what is your favorite fan reaction of all time? I'll go first. Uh, I'm just a sucker bitch that really loves CM Punk. So it is everything that happened. <laughs> every, like it's not one single pop. It's every single thing the crowd latched onto and took and flew with during the 2011 Money in the Bank uh Cena versus Punk championship match. Because it was amazing. Uh CM Punk's entrance is one of the biggest pops of all time. Sorry, yeah. C- CM Punk's entrance is one of the biggest of all time. Cena's entrance was one of the the most hated shit ever. It was great. Uh, so many points in it. The crowd played it perfectly. Obviously, the win was amazing. I think that they did a great job of... Um, uh, they did a great job with Cena in that match where Cena like refused to be a heel uh, yeah. with with Vince trying to, to make it happen. Um, even just as simple as like uh, CM Punk's kick to Alberto Del Rio when he tried to cash in just, Oh, it was just the best fan reaction I've ever seen in my entire life. And it, I would like more of that, please. And it never, it never gets old. Like I've rewatched that match countless times and every time because of the fan reaction, you just constantly buy into it. Even when you know, Punk's still going to win and walk off with the title, you still feel that trepidation when Vince comes out and they try to do the screw job or then he tries to get Del Rio out. And that's how like, important to fan fans are like when no matter what repeat viewings you'll constantly be bought into something that you've already seen um yep. i think for me it was one that again we post on instagram with that one it was uh the old stone cold coming back to seeing save team wwf on the raw go home raw before the invasion <clears throat> pay-per-view like literally the fans blow the fucking roof off the place when his music hits it's the like you, you can pretty much even just watching it back, you can feel it in your chest, the crowd exploding. Like I don't think I've ever seen any other reaction like that, even close to the CM Punk one. Um what is it going with that? And yeah, it it, it it's just it, I've watched the I watched it again recently, and every time I watch it, it gives me goosebumps, not just for Austin coming out, but just the way the fans react to it, it's insane. Yeah, both of them I rewatch so often as well because I love looking back at a really good crowd reaction on YouTube and just being like, "Yeah, now I can get on with my day." Like, um, but I'm going to be uh, both a contrarian and a simp for NXT. Um, <clears throat> see, in terms of because, mate, also because Garrett stole my answer, but um, crowd reaction doesn't in my opinion, doesn't just have to be cheers. Sometimes the booze can be so good that it plays into a storyline perfectly. And the best time it has ever done that is when Tommaso Ciampa came out with no music whatsoever, just a chorus 
of hatred that carried on from him walking out slowly all the way into the ring and just standing there and breathing it in. And the crowd hated Champa so much, and it's credit to Champa too for being that for it being that good of a heel turn that he would just stand there and he would just get booed and booed and booed. Yeah, I, I, I was always sad when they gave him entrance music, which is a weird. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, it was like, like a good like month and a half or something with no music, and it was just so fucking good. It, what? How? Like, because there must have been someone backstage who was like, "This is not a good idea. It's just gonna sound bad. We can't do that. No way. No way. No, it's not a good idea. What if they? What if they cheer?" Uh, um, so to have the such pride and confidence in your work, in your heel work, to be like, "No entrance music. This. This is gonna be. This is fucking gonna be fucking good." Just him in his evil-looking coat, being yeah. all evil. Evil coat <laughs> in silence. Oh. Uh, absolutely, I'd say another great one. And this is like again, it. This is gonna be one of the few times where the the sign that reads, "If if so and so loses, we will riot." And that was when it was uh, RVD versus John RVD. Cena at yeah. One Night Stand 2006. Mainly because that was basically the EC, ECW fearful of fans. And if you ever watch any of the stuff from the nineties, they are the most ravenous fans ever and have them on the network like you you would legit believe if cena had beat rvd that night they'd have tore that fucking place apart because yeah. they are that mental of fans like and it, it was just the crazy thing of like that was like the first time cena threw his shirt to the audience and they just threw it straight back at him and he tried it again and they just threw it straight back at him they would have <laughs> none of it <laughs> Uh, it was like yeah. similar scale at the CM Punk one because I, I think he goes for a shirt and then just doesn't, doesn't he? Or he basically tries to pick out the fan. Um, like again, you can believe the Chicago crowd would riot, but I think the ECW one just pips it. They were like, they mm-hmm. they were ready to burn that building down if things didn't go the way they wanted to. And it, it was sure. it, it, it it harkens back to like when wrestling was real to people. You yeah, know? yeah, like and, riots and were they a would do that. Yeah, it was when. Antonio Inoki, because he used to never lose, when Big Van Vader beat him in, I think it was less than two minutes as well, the people at the, that show rioted, and they're Japanese fans who were typically the most reserved people on the planet. They, they <laughs> tore the place apart and tried to kill Vader. Like, they completely destroyed the arena. So it used to happen. God, imagine imagine I mean, trying to kill Vader. Good fucking luck. Yeah. <laughs> just, fucking pop, yeah. Just, just him there popping his eye back into his skull, just like, yeah. all right then. Sorry, just... <laughs> Sorry, Big Van Vader <laughs> popping his eye back into his skull. That's my that's my Vader impression. Just all shoulder. I think no the man. man's made out of hatred. It's t- it's tough to kill that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I oh, oh uh, if we if we're saying um, other other good ones, Miracle on Bourbon Street, as Michael Cole put it, but Daniel Bryan WrestleMania thirty. Uh, I think it's a really good one. I think it's a really good one. Uh, Heist of the Century too, uh, and that's that like that's like that's less, less of a sudden one. That's more of a gradual one as they realize what's going on. So as Seth Rollins is running down the ramp, you hear them go. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's like a Mexican wave going through the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> um, to that end, any... along, Sorry, along similar lines, the question. What has been the best reaction that you've been live there for that you could say was a good crowd reaction? Do you have any? Um, Doesn't help that I've been to two live wrestling shows. 
when I was at when I was at uh, New Japan's uh, Kingdom Quest was it Kingdom Quest something in Copper Box in London. Um, the first time I've ever seen a uh, a wrestling crowd get behind. Um, because well, the 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 main event was Ms., uh, Minoru Suzuki against uh, Kazuchika Okada, which is a pretty good main event. That's a um, good one. It's a pretty good main event, yeah. and just both both of their entrances. Because obviously, uh, Kazuchika Okada is Kazuchika Okada. He's the best wrestler in the world. Mm. The pop for that, just him coming out, was amazing. And also, everyone singing um, Kaze Ninore uh, was oh, fuck it. It was amazing. It was great. And I was in like nosebleeds. With uh, with Z at the time. Uh, hold on. Hello, Joel. How are you doing? This is just every Wednesday, always wrestling. You only come in on the wrestling ones, and you're always like, <laughs> what's this? And you're just disappointed every time. It's always <laughs> wrestling. Uh, but that, that's, Sorry, that's the man. show I went to, went to with Z, who I used to work with. I'd say, unfortunately, like I've never had... I've been to a lot of wrestlers, but I've never had a pop on the scale of the ones we've been talking about, I'd say. I've, I've certainly been there for like great crowd moments. Like when we talk about progress fans, you can always have a good time going to a progress show because the crazy chance and he, they will get pretty pop heavy for certain stuff. But I don't think I've ever been there for one that's like Austin 17, WF or CM Punk and Money in the Bank. Nothing that I could really say that was like monumental, so to speak. Ah. Uh... It's it's tough would it, for me. I think would it be one from um, uh, Lucha Forever? No, I think it will be. And actually, you two are both present for this as well. Uh, I think it was. I've had the t- it was this song from Dirty Dancing, but it was Robinson yeah. coming out to that. Um, that I think that was. Like that was when, because there were loads of really good mu- moments in Lucha Forever, especially Pete Dunne's match, where you're just like, "Yeah, this is dope." I can see why people do this regularly and not watch it on a screen like a f- fucking mark. But, um, <laughs> but like, it was it was that it was like a proper Brit- British crowd reaction just to sing along with the theme. And Robinson was loving it as well. He was he was really soaking it up. It's, it's, I was as you two can remember. So oh, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't feeling terribly well that day either. Uh, I was I was very ill. Um, I don't remember if I was hungover or just tired or a, com- or a combination you of the and, two. Imagine imagine being ill and going to a. <laughs> imagine being ill and going to a big social gathering these days and not being a massive pariah. Yeah. Imagine yeah. the days. Imagine going out with a cold. Can't do that these days. No. Just can't do just, it. Just for, I think, probably is one of the best crowd reactions I was ever at was when it was uh, Ilya Dragunov versus Jordan Devlin when Progress were in Newcastle. Like, I've never seen... I've never been part of a crowd atmosphere like, during that match. It was like the closest to being like at a football match in terms of the crowd atmosphere. It was it was mm-hmm. nuts. Like, go back and watch it. Like, even watching it back on Progress is on demand. It's because it was just a terrific match. Like it was just no one was like silent throughout the whole thing. It was incredible. Yeah, I'd probably spit that one. I love Dragonov. I think he's amazing. I think he's when because they've had to postpone it. I think he is going to be the one to take the title off Walter on the next outing. I think. I think. Despite what we've been saying about long title reigns, I think Walter's reign is coming to an end soon. And I think, given that he had that amazing match with Dragonov the first time, I think this will be. Where Dragonov gets it. 
they need to do it in front. They need to do similar enough to the match they did in front of no fans. Oh, they will. I really want to see the fans gobble that match up. It's going to be great. If you watch this Uh, on the indies, they never dial it down. Like every hmm. match they've had, they've basically been like, right, well, let's just try and kill each other for about 30 minutes. And they've been more or less nearly succeeding in that. You know you've done the incredible when Jim Cornette likes the match you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know you've done nearly impossible. Uh, there's been five to six star matches that Jim Cornette's complained about before. So that's saying something, if anything. Maybe it appeals to Jim Cornette specifically, but nonetheless, it's hard for... I've not seen anyone who's even said uh, anything bad about that match at all. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, before we kind of, I guess, wrap towards the end, is there a particular crowd reaction that stands out that you thought was like, a, like a bit too harsh or a bit too negative when it shouldn't have been, or maybe just like a negative crowd thing that stands out to you? I was, I mean, I was, I was going to bring this up, and then I, I realized I can't, I can't piece it together because it's not something you tend to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it are just from local ones that we've been to, just pricks, just being yeah. pricks. Um, I do like, think uh, I'm somewhat disappointed with a lot of the crowd always popping for Goldberg and then also being disappointed in Goldberg after the fact. Yeah, um, yeah that kind of bums me out a bit where it's just like, just stop cheering. Mm. You're going to complain about it later anyway. Uh, yeah, uh, usually when I see fans are super quiet. Like I get, I, the, the, don't even say some some bits of the circuit. You just get tend to get quiet crowds, family crowds, that kind of thing. But like, it, 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 you can't help but think, and I think um, like this does go for a lot of sports fans in general. It's like well, I could have really done be, with being there, and I would have sung my heart out all night. What yeah. are these guys doing? Just sat here, like yeah. Come on, guys! Like, l- look at them work their asses off. And it's not like football where they can, you know, like, you know, it's just city versus city. It's easy to like your own city because that's where you live. But like, or or you can just like a team. I guess that's another thing with football. But um, when it's wrestlers, they are putting on a show. They're putting on a performance. And me and Garrett come from a fucking theater background, like. We know how tough it is to perform in front of people, let alone be an athlete performing in front of people. They deserve a lot of praise. Or but yeah, they deserve they deserve the cheers, they deserve the booze, they don't deserve it's the energy. Nothing. It's yeah, the, it's even the energy. even and I, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Scott will agree with me. Even when you're doing a play and the etiquette is to not boo or cheer or whatever, you know and can feel when an audience is like leaning forward or, or there's like a, a hum in the air or there's gasps, there's, there's, you know, like drawn breath. You just know and you can feel that. Uh, oh, and even, sure. in, even in crowds like in Japan where, um, you know, there's not much going on, there's still, there's still those gasps and there's still that like that tension in the air that you can just feel and see. It's, it, it's something that heightens any match. Because it makes your performance better once you know that they are like because because you can feel it as a performer because you always got yeah. like they're, they're always in your periphery no matter where you look especially in a wrestling ring where the crowd's mm-hmm. all around you're able to see them constantly in your periphery and it's not just that 
unlike theater shows where the crowd's in the complete darkness, in wrestling, they're lit up like a fucking Christmas tree everywhere you look. So these wrestlers must go out there, do their thing, and be able to see crowd no matter where where they look. Like... yeah, the I mean, you've got you've got the lit like, obviously, crowd gives a, a person energy. It's the same thing. It it's it's real. It's real life. You know, in football, if your crowd are cheering for you, you get the confidence and you go and score a fucking goal. You know, yeah. we played much better when when we had the crowd behind us at Wembley because we were just like, oh, thanks, lads, great. Um, <laughs> and it's the same. It it would be the same in wrestling. You have the literal sense where Hulk Hogan goes come on hulkamaniacs i'm hulking up when you're cheering for me and takes that energy but it's it is with everyone you know even if they don't look like they're reacting to it they do the crowd gives them a like a you know a new day rocks and like you know Mm. speeds it up and then they're like you know they finally get back to their feet it's um when when the crowd give them time to go then they'll fucking go they will fucking go my last my last point in terms of that two cents is one wrestler that I think has suffered the most out of both AEW and WWE's roster without a crowd, because in my opinion, without the crowd, his whole thing doesn't work. Elias, Elias without a crowd. He's, he's, I mean, like it sure. He's a safe, he's a very safe wrestler. We know this. He's not a bad wrestler. He's not a bad character. He is, we know him as going out there with the guitar and all the British crowd, uh, crowd saying, w- doing the walk with Elias chant and him playing along with it. Like, uh, uh, Elias needs to be in front of a crowd. Heck, he was, he was there for the longest ex- sustained boo, him and Ke- Kevin Owens, the longest sustained boo in the modern era. Like, they are crowd. He's a crowd worker. He's the. He's arguably one of them. One wrestler that's the most dependent on it. Uh, and to see him go through this entire pandemic, just plateauing with kind of whatever feud after whatever feud. Him and Zach, Jackson Riker. Him and Jackson Riker breaking up to no surprise or ovation. Then them having a blow off match to no surprise or ovation. But then he gets out in front of a crowd. Uh, and they they start seeing walk with Elias again, and it's like, oh yeah, I forgot Elias was that. Like, I did it's, it's, it's been seventeen odd months, but yeah, I remember that's that, that he was like such a huge thing when crowds are yeah. around. Mm-hmm. She's a big shame. Mm. Big and shame. hopefully, hopefully, he regains that traction because I do. Like I, he, he should he should get the intercontinental. He should do a, a honky tonk style. Uh, run. He should just be a, well, a fucking piece of shit. His, his his open challenges should be ones that he doesn't want to do, right? Where he just comes out every week, tries to do a tries to do a song, gets interrupted, beats the guy, and then you do it the next week. I think he's that simple to book. Mm, just yeah, have easy. him be a prick every week. Have him be against a, even like a, a a home hometown hero type, and just have him win. Just have him. Win. I wonder. How he's feeling because now you've got is it Rick Boogs on SmackDown? He was essentially yeah. doing the same gimmick. I wonder if uh, that's well, yeah, it was it was. I'm pretty sure before it was like Eric Bugenhagen on NXT, and then they've just given it to Shinsuke because I guess Shinsuke needs a guy with a guitar because he can play his entrance theme live. 
Go back and just go back and watch <laughs> any any right. Please go back and watch the entrance he made where he's carrying a woman. Just, oh, he's just got, he's just like he's just like this, and he's just like you know doing this, and there's just like a woman on on his shoulders, and it's just like, dude, he's so cool. He's so fucking cool. Give him his fucking huge Jamiroquai crown again, not this little party city shit. Just have him. Just, just he's so good. He's so, he's so good. But no, he's yeah. got boogs. He's got, got boogs. Sorry, Rick. Boogs. <laughs> boogs. <laughs> Anything right. else you'd like to bring up on fans returning, or should we run through to our general manager review? I hope they never return again. I hope this is the last we see of fans ever. And I don't even the, want cameras. The numbers going down. It might just be. Oh, <laughs> bring back the Thunderdome. <laughs> we I won't want... scream. We, we want screens. screens. We, we want just want screens. people doing thumbs up and claps in, in the screen, but utter silence. We, 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 want, want, we want people who are being told what to do when they're on screen. That's what we, we want, want a pinfall, and then we want some guy in the background going. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we want. we want. We want random pictures of Chris Benoit flashing on screen and a guy dressed in the KKK outfit. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. very racist signs. Yeah. So, uh, Greg, you and I have been playing uh, AEW GM, G- General Manager. Elite all, General all Manager. Wrestling, all Elite Wrestling General, Generally Wrestling Managing. And I haven't generally, played it or, or seen anything about it. So, gentlemen. So, you're our control. Yes, yeah. gentlemen, tell me all about it. What does it do? Well, How does the it thing. do it? We, we had a conversation the day before it came out. and. Said it to I said it to pre-download when it was ready all this, and we said like yeah it looks like a pay-to-win gacha type shit. So uh, what we'd do is I would probably spend I'd spend like twenty thirty quid on it. Greg wouldn't, and then we'd see what happens. Um, and then we got into the game, and there is a campaign. There's not a campaign; it's a tutorial, and it's very very dry, and there's nothing mm-hmm. there. And then the campaign ends. And the game just, it's just campaign, challenges, and uh, free play or whatever. Endless, Endless mode. Endless. And, and then there is like online head to head, but as we'll explain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was like, okay, well, where do they make their money? And I scroll over and it's just like, um, when when you book a match you can like put give someone a metal chair or whatever. And <laughs> it's just like, this person has more morale. That's all it means, and you don't need it. Uh, it's useless. There's no like ranked or anything. There's no, there's no contract negotiations. There's no trades. There's no, uh, there's there's nothing. There's no management in it for a general manager. No. It's just it's just um, oh, here's two hundred k book a match. It's it's essentially the way I describe my review. It's incredibly hollow. It's very bare bones for what you would expect for a GM. Like it's got the components there, but like Garrett was saying, like it's it's nothing like the GM mode on SmackDown versus Raw. Like there's there's very little in the way of having to manage contracts. Essentially, you, you, it nothing carries over. Like it, it, after this, it's the challenge mode, and the challenge could be make Kenny Omega the top star. But every time you start one of these challenges, you essentially start from scratch, where you've got to sign talent. 
and then you've just got to keep booking the same matches over and over. There's very little in the way of the micromanaging. A lot of people want to have a GM mode. You don't have to manage the contracts. You don't really... There's You can book feuds, but I don't think it really goes anywhere. It's not like it's a big factor. You literally just are doing it because it's on a screen, and that's it. There's, all all just, it does, all the feuds do. All the feuds do. And you can only do feuds in like endless mode, really. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think maybe in some challenges, um, perhaps. But all it is is fucking... Um, just i think it gives like slightly more viewers and that's it yeah uh, like but you no... can now Sorry. now hold on now hold on you can uh customize your character and by customize your character i mean you can get like you can just pick hangman adam page or mjf and then that's your avatar and then you can get hats and shit so here is um here is i picked hangman adam page of uh Hold, hold on, I need to. I'll, I'll explain why that's made me chuckle. So here is my Hangman Adam Page. We go for big, 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 big me, big me, big me, full screen. Here is my oh. Hangman Adam Page, and I got hat, face, neck, left hand, right hand, left foot, right foot. So let <laughs> let's see. I have got uh, all I've got is some shoes. So I put I I put a shoe on him. Uh, only on one foot though. he only got one foot uh and then oh hold on i also unlocked a i think it's a black hard hat anyway here is hangman adam page with one shoe uh uh, wearing a black hard hat if it will focus Is that like a horse it, riding? Is it gonna focus? Yeah it looks like yeah it looks like a horse riding helmet. There it is. (laughs) Yeah that's a that's a horse riding helmet. I don't yes, think it actually is though, because it's also just a reskin of this hard hat. So ah, oh, look okay. at that! That guy is health and safety approved. Hold on, let me let me let me see what I can. You can't put. In, there's, let's see what you can put around his neck. It's just a bunch of chains. Here's a clock. There's a clock around his neck. Flavor. Oh Flavor hell clock. yeah! It's not going to focus, but whatever. It's uh, it's really bad, and yeah. they should feel bad. <laughs> Like, like this. This is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing with it. Like, other than those little bits, there's nothing major to unlock. Like, you would have expected for a game like this. Like, here, here is hold on. So, so, sorry. You can put the hat on, and then also a mask. And here's a big eagle mask, and also the hat. Uh, and it works perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> it works really well. It works really, really well. Really well. He's got a hole in his head. Yeah, like like I was saying, like other than those little bits, you would you expect a game like this. If if there was say you had to grind to unlock a Hangman Adam Page, that would be something that would be worth your investment. But all the wrestlers and stuff are basically unlocked from the beginning. There's no one behind a paywall. As long as you've got the in-game currency money, and like Garrett says, in some challenges they just give you all the money to buy who you want anyway. Yeah, and uh, obviously that's good, right? That's good because you know you don't have to pay for them. I, I would have liked, genuinely, if the game came out and it was like, it's seven quid for the game, and it, yeah. it gave me an actual general manager mode. I would much prefer that. Here, it's like, everything's free, but there's not much in it. Uh, yeah, you can pay for stuff, but it's just an eagle mask that the hat doesn't go over. And it's yeah. like, why would anyone do that? <laughs> like, I, I don't and know, that's... they just fumbled it entirely. It's it's a big shame. And that's just your... Hang- 
hang around avatar page choice, just to right? cover his head with an eagle. I think it's just your avatar. I don't think you can. Yeah, put so it on it's, it's, it's it's not like on the game screen like you've got. Hangman fighting in an eagle head and Omega fighting in a bear head. You know, it's not like it's changing the game. All there's no actual like, customization. Oh, there, I think. No. Yeah, yeah. It's essentially like this game should have been a slam dunk because people have been clamoring for a GM mode, and it's the perfect thing to have on your phone. Just a micromanaging game, booking matches. You know, like running the show you want. If it had something more substantial, it would have been a home run for them. But it just feels, it just feels hollow. It's incredibly empty for what it could have been. Yep. Tell you what, this sounds like it should have taken an approach from a similar managers managing game, a game with manager in the title. Uh, a it is. Um, I because th- it's exactly like you said, Garrett, about seven odd quid. Uh, but it's like there's 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 a heck of a lot to it. There's a heck of a lot of simulation. There's yep. a heck like just just release it. Just, I would have been. I, I, me, and I bet so many other people would probably have been happy to pay a bit for this game. Yeah. Uh, so, whatever. If you want, if you want a good wrestling GM thing, get Retro Mania Wrestling. I think it's called. There's two of them. It's just like a, it's like a card game on your phone, but it's like a GM thing. There is a lot of grind to it, so there is a lot of like you could have pay if you want to get very far in it, but. It's got way more bells and whistles compared to the AEW Mansion one, and it can be pretty fun. So go check that out. And if you want a very good wrestling game, get Simpsons Wrestling on the PlayStation 1. Uh, Absolutely standard. Uh, Barney Barney throws up. It's one of his main moves. Um, Get it. It's money. Why weren't you here last week, Scott, for our wrestling game talk? That would have been my entire (laughs) input. (laughs) Well, I think we can wrap it up there, lads. So, yeah, if you want to find us on the socials, it's Bearhook Club Podcast, Facebook and YouTube, Bearhook Club Pod Instagram, and Bearhook Club on Twitter. And if you want to check out our website, it's bearhookpod.wixsite.com forward slash bearhookclouds. Next episode, we're going to be doing our Mount Rushmore of wrestling. So we're going to be picking various different categories and picking our Mount Rushmore names for it. Uh, But until then, guys, take it easy, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Have a nice time.